13-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones. Hey, I'm Bex, and this is Fun Kids Meet, the podcast where we meet your heroes. This week, I caught up with YouTube star Maddie Moat. We got chatting before she set off on her expedition to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. All right, so I am joined right now by presenter and, I guess, explorer, Maddie Moat. Hey, Maddie, how are you going? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm really good. I've just been reading about your adventures that you've got coming up, and I'm exhausted thinking about it, to <laughs> Um, so can you tell us what is happening what is your August looking like yeah so I am about to go on a charity trek up a very tall mountain that is Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania which is the highest mountain in Africa um so I will be hiking to approximately 5,800 meters so for some perspective if you were to trek to Everest base camp, base camp Mount Everest, you'd go to 5,300. So we're going even higher than that, about 500 metres higher. So um, we are going to get a beautiful view of the world from, from the peak, that's for sure. Have you done climbing like this before? Is this a new thing or a kind of standard thing for you? I have never gone anywhere this high. Um, <laughs> mountains, I mean, I enjoy I enjoy walking. I've always enjoyed hiking. Um, I love an adventure. I enjoy a challenge, but this will be the most uh, the most challenging walk or trek that I've certainly ever done. Now you said you're doing this for charity. Tell us a little bit about the charity you're doing it for. Yeah, so I was approached by the Rafiki Tabo Foundation and they support children and young people through education in countries in East Africa, such as Kenya and Uganda. And they're supporting children who are in need, not only financially, but also children with disabilities as well. And education is something that I'm really passionate about. I think every child should have the right to school and to learn. So I'm really proud to be joining the charity and hopefully raise some money to send some, some children through school. Yeah, it's such an amazing thing. And will you get to meet anybody from the charity when you're out there or have you met anybody already? Yeah, so actually, fortunately, a couple of people who are going to be going on the trek, um, they are graduates of the charity. So oh. they themselves were supported by Rafiki Tabo um, when they went through school. And so they have the experience of what it's like to um, work with the charity. And, you know, they've had their lives transformed because they had the support through education. So I'm really looking forward to talking to them and finding out how the charity was able to support them whilst we're uh, spending many, many hours walking uphill. I mean, you'll have plenty of time to chat, let's face it. Although maybe you'll be out of breath. I don't I don't know. I think I'd be exhausted, to be honest. No. Well, that's the thing. So the thing that everybody says is that, you know, you need a certain level of fitness. But actually, the most challenging thing about climbing Mount Kilimanjaro is the altitude. Because actually, the higher you get, the trickier it becomes to breathe because there is just less available oxygen in right. the air. So I think talking and walking will become harder 
as we get higher. But um, there's plenty of time for us to stop and acclimatize. So actually, the trek is seven days long and it will take us about six days to get to the peak, to the very top of the summit. But we'll come down in about a day and a half. No way. Yeah. So the important thing is that we take lots of stops um, to help your body acclimatize and get used to the lack of oxygen. Because if you were just to rush up to the top, having never been to those sort of heights before, you would feel very, very sick. Um, So there is a possibility that some of us might suffer from altitude sickness, but there are precautions that we can take. And I think taking it slow and steady is one of the main things. But there'll be plenty of time sat around the camp to um, hopefully chat if we can get our breath. (laughs) Yeah, who else is going with you? Because I imagine you must have guides, you must have people walking you up there, right? Yeah, some great, t- a really fun team, actually. Perhaps I'm most excited that we're being guided by Kami Rita. He is the Sherpa, who is the, he is the world record for summiting Mount Everest the most amount of times. He's summited it 28 times wow. more than anybody else in the world so the fact that we're being guided by kami i think is uh we're in very safe hands obviously we're not doing everest this is a different mountain but um yeah he knows what he's doing when it comes to climbing at altitude but i'm also climbing with harry baker he is um he's a footballer he he actually he plays for england's um one of the england football team he has cerebral palsy um so he's sort of there to i guess represent the charitable work that rafiki tabo do um, when it comes to supporting young people people with disabilities um and we're also going with a couple of other adventurers one of which amar actually amar is blind so it'll be fascinating to um find out what that experience is like doing something and taking on a challenge such as mount kilimanjaro you know with without sight so that's going to be hugely hugely interesting to learn from him and understand how he experiences the world too and how have you been preparing have you been just running up and down the stairs quite a lot have you been climbing in your local climbing center how does it work i think the main thing is that i've been trying to go as much as possible on long walks in my walking boots because i think it's just about getting my walking stamina up and making sure that my boots are comfortable that's the main thing um, and I think where possible, I've been looking for hills. So I've been doing a fair bit of uh, of, uh, of training on the old uh, running machine, just slow and steady on a very steep incline. Um, but to be honest, I think the main thing is actually going to require a little bit of mental strength. I think we're just going to have to accept that, you know, it will become trickier the higher we get. And it's going to get colder as well. I think that's something that's quite interesting about this is that you start walking through almost rainforest type environment and then you go through um sort of alpine desert so it'll be quite barren and then as we get even higher eventually it will become rocky and they'll it will become snowy and icy so on one of the evenings when we'll be camping actually on very close to the peak it could be minus sort of like minus one minus six so we have to the clothing that we have to take with us um we have to we have to cover a whole whole sort of breadth of different environments and temperatures that we'll have to handle so I think it's that sort of thing really that you have to mentally prepare for perhaps even more so than the physical fitness challenge of it oh my god I can't even pack for one holiday let alone it sounds like I know know. right and we can only take 15 kilograms worth of um, stuff on the mountain with us because we are going to be going with guides who will be helping to carry um, some of our things um, because you know I just we just physically couldn't do it when you're not used to those kind of heights Um, but obviously you want to keep it fair you don't want to take a whole bunch of stuff you don't need so this is going to be an exercise in packing it lightly and efficiently which I'm not good at (laughs) no me neither oh my goodness and tell me you're also filming and recording stuff when you're there as well right for your YouTube channel is that right 
Yeah. So something, you know, that, that I love doing is as much as possible is taking my audience, my YouTube audience on adventures um, to just find out interesting things about our planet. You know, I like asking questions and going in search of answers. And if that takes me on an adventure at the same time, brilliant. So I'll definitely be documenting my journey. So there'll be a vlog, a video of just the general experience of what it's like. I'm also hoping to make a video that if um, if Kami the Sherpa agrees to be in, I think it'd be fascinating to find out from him what his experience has been summiting Everest. Um, also, hopefully a video about what happens at altitude, you know, try, try to find out why and find out um, why it is that it becomes harder to breathe the higher you get. So I think there's loads of interesting science questions that I can ask and hopefully, yeah, answer, but in a way that will take, will take the audience on a bit of a journey as well. So I was thinking about this. I imagine yeah. you'll have to upload them after the actual event, right? Yeah. Because I'm assuming there's no Wi-Fi on Mount Kilimanjaro. You know what? About the signal thing, I don't know. I don't know if I'll, you know, get to the. I'm, I'm definitely not going to have 4G or Wi-Fi <laughs> at the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. But I think there'll be enough. Sig- I'm hoping there'll be enough signal for me to maybe do some Instagram stories, for example, on my way up. So mm-hmm. as much as possible, I'll be putting out live coverage. Um, but in terms of sort of edited videos that will definitely happen after the fact yeah I'm, I'm not going to be sat there uh, at the top of the mountain editing a YouTube video that's for sure I've got to try my best actually to put the camera down and actually just embrace and enjoy the moment because I think that's something that you know when you're when you're when you're filming experiences you do have to remind yourself to just stop and take it in for yourself as well mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, if you're sat there at the camp, just like editing away, it looks a little antisocial, would we say? Yeah, so antisocial. And I think, you know, that's that's not something I want to be doing. I'm going to need to be uh, refueling, eating my energy bars um, and just enjoying the presence of being around an amazing team of people who are all, you know, doing this to raise some money for a brilliant charity. Yeah, it sounds like such an amazing adventure. And am I right in thinking it's the 18th that you go? Yes, yes. So we're, right. so we're going to. So the actual hike itself starts on the nineteenth. Mm-hmm. So we'll be there around the eighteenth, um, sort of like just for a day in advance. But then, yeah, the trek starts on the nineteenth, and we will be climbing and descending for the seven days following that. And where can we follow you online? Where can we see these adventures? Yes. So if you follow me online on my social media platform, is just my name. So that's just Maddie Moat, uh, M-O-A-T-E. And you'll, so you'll be able to follow along um, in the moment on Instagram. But I will definitely be posting videos afterwards um, on YouTube, which is youtube.com forward slash Maddie Moat. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for telling us all about it, Maddie. We'll let you get back to your walking. Thank you so much. I'll go put my boots on straight away. Incredible, right? That was YouTube star Maddie Moat. I really hope her expedition went well and fingers crossed she brings me back a souvenir. Now, if you love this podcast, remember you can listen to Activity Quest to hear all about what great activities the Fun Kids crew have been up to as well. Go and check it out. 13-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. 
Available from your local water stains or online at water stains. Alright, um, it's got some amazingly pink and white flowers. The leaves look quite kind of like um, kind of furry, you know what I mean? It's a warm spring day in late March, and ever since the leaves have started to come out, Roby Joe has been wondering why some trees lose their leaves and some don't. And also, like, how the trees know when it's time to shed their leaves. To find out, join us on the Conversations Curious Kids wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>